Welcome to the PM Power Podcast, where Darren Hunter from Inspired Growth Training interviews some of the world's best property management experts to give you real solutions to the biggest issues property managers struggle with everywhere. For 25 ways to control office interruptions so you can slam through more tasks faster, go to pmpowerkeys.com. Hi everyone, Michael from Teams by Design. We've just recently launched our after-hour phone service. What that means to you is we can now answer your phone calls from 5 p.m. Monday through Friday and all day Saturday and Sunday. We can help you with inquiries such as property inquiry, leasing inquiry, maintenance support, and new business inquiries. So please make sure you head to teamsbydesign.com, leave your information, we'll arrange a Zoom, and catch up and show you how we can help you through this. Hi everyone, it is Darren Hunter here with the PM Power podcast show. Uh, of course, you can watch this podcast show or you can subscribe to our audio platform, Spotify, Podbean and iTunes podcast. And today we have Billy Tossi, who is from Watson Real Estate based in Palmerston North on the North Island of New Zealand. Welcome, Billy. Thank you so much for your time. Cheers, mate. Good to be here. Cool, cool. Now, we are going to be hammering out uh, dealing with our late serial offenders. Now, Billy, we were doing zero tolerance rent control training with you and your team. You've got a big team there in Palmerston North. Um, and um, do you remember what was your arrears percentage when we calculated it? What was it? Yeah, I think when we put some numbers to you, Darren, um, I think you worked it out at um, 0.91 of a percent. Or 0.91 or is it even 0.5% of tenants behind in the rent? I couldn't believe we did a whole hour of zero tolerance rent control training. Then we actually looked at your rent control results and there were some of the smallest, best, amazing zero tolerance rent control results I've ever seen. And I just thought, Billy, why did we just do an hour <laughs> of training? I just couldn't believe it. But look, let's move on. Before we get on, people are looking at that picture behind you. Billy, what is that picture? Tell us, because you've got Mickey Mouse and it looks like some, you know, some, uh, uh, some, some artwork there. Tell us about that picture. It's, um, it's a pretty cool painting, actually. It's um, a, a New Zealand artist called Dick Frizzle, who um, you'd be probably New Zealanders out there that are familiar with the Mickey to Tiki um, artwork that he's created. Um, so it's sort of like a timeline, uh, starting with Mickey Mouse and then ending up, um, you know, sort of at the end there being uh, the Māori uh, tiki symbol. So pretty pretty cool piece of artwork that we have up on the wall here. Cool. And of course, for the people out there, the Māori are uh, the native people to New Zealand. Um, and um, no, it's really, really good to see that culture there on the wall. Let's move on. Um, okay, so let's talk about serial late rent offenders. And we need to, we're going to talk about the getting the mindset right first, Vili, and then we're going to move into uh, talking about strategy. And I think of what's really important, uh, particularly for our Americans listening, one of the big differences you need to understand between Australia and if we can say New Zealand and Australia together, um, our culture in Australia and New Zealand, um, particularly in Australia, is very 
um, protective of the tenant. And I make a joke saying that, you know, the, in Australia, the koala is protected, the, 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 the platypus is protected, the kookaburra is protected, and so is the tenant. The tenant is also listed as a protected <laughs> species. And New Zealand over the years follows very closely to what Australia does with their protection laws. Um, and of course, we are not allowed to charge any late rent fees whatsoever. In fact, we cannot charge any tenant fees at all. Only owners can be charged anything. So with that in mind, and tenants get behind in the rent, we can't just impose on them some big fee as a de-incentive. We, we can't use any of that. So we have to get really, really good at chasing what we call our serial late rent offenders. So let's just get into and identify this because through the COVID period that at the moment we're still in, um, there has been some different types of people getting behind in the rent. So the people that were genuinely affected by COVID. Now, Billy, do you remember how many tenants in your company were genuine, their income was genuinely affected by COVID? How many? Yeah, we, we didn't have um, many, um, but we probably had maybe a dozen over the entire sort of lockdown period here in New Zealand and, and our sort of portfolio and, and that's our entire portfolio um, and, and they were genuine lost their job um, huge impact to their income um, and you know we're able to provide us with proof um, that they were seriously affected uh, which you know was going to have a pretty massive effect to, to being able to pay rent um, yeah obviously you had um, quite a few um, people trying to use and abuse the system, um, you know, where, where they'd say they were effective, but technically they weren't. Um, so we were able to identify that pretty quickly. Uh, and, and, and the use of, um, you know, some documentation that we were able to use here in New Zealand to be able to get tenants to prove that they actually were effective was, was valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, that, so that really did help us through, through that period as well. I think it's, it's fair to say, though, we're not talking about them today because yeah, yeah, tenants that are genuinely today. behind, please understand, everybody, what we're talking about today and the strategies we're going to talk about are not for them because the serial late rent offender is a different species altogether. So that's, that's who we go to war with. We've got to be very, very careful. We're not here to penalise good tenants that fall on hard times, okay? So Great. if we do have that, we've got to treat them with respect we got to treat their case on merit, work with them as best we can, of course, keeping the owner's interests in mind as well, because that is who we're contracted to. So let's talk about the serial late rent offender. Now, I just want to outline, it is my belief that tenants who are regularly behind in rent um, and people that you know play the system, all of that is probably one of the worst evils that can happen in property management. Because over my years, I've realized that 80% of the problems that are caused in our businesses directly and indirectly is because of someone that has gotten behind in the rent or something like that. It can skew into all sorts of consequences if we don't keep on top of it. Now, Billy, I remember with the training that we did with you guys, it's really important that we've got to establish the why we've got to have a zero tolerance attitude in the mindset first. Because an eviction is one of the worst things that can happen. It is, it is the, the worst thing. And I say it's like a packet of cigarettes and an eviction for a property manager can take years off our life because yeah. there's so many victims. When a person gets evicted, 
we've got so many victims. We've got the owner who's a victim because he now um, has to go and scramble and find income elsewhere to pay his mortgage and all of those problems. We've got the, um, the property manager who's a victim because there is, and of course the company's gonna become a victim because they're gonna miss out on that particular income. The property manager themselves has become a big victim because of the amount of time and the stress and the problems are gonna be created for them to try and manage the situation as best they can through an eviction. But not only that, the victims don't stop. We've got the tenant's children that are the innocent victims in this. And I think the worst thing a property manager can do is look into the eyes of a tenant's child who's been removed from their home. Um, it's, it's a sad situation. And then the tenant themselves are victims of themselves in a lot of cases because they've fooled themselves into thinking it's okay to spend their money on other things, thinking they, they can catch up on their rent, but they fooled themselves. So we've got victims all around. And one of the things I think, Billy, we did a, a time and motion study with the time it takes to initially get the paperwork going with a, with a breach, getting the rent arrears or the late rent process started. We're getting the, the, all the documents served on tenants, getting it served at tribunal or court, whatever, um, going to and from the property to make sure if the tenant's there or not, talking to the owner, then going through the court process, then the back and forwards to the property, doing a final inspection or overseeing the eviction. Then we've got to deal with tradespeople in America. They call them vendors. And all this time, if you add it all up and you get serious about your travel time and everything, it's anywhere between... Um, it's anywhere between 18 to 30 hours was, yeah. of time. Yeah. And so with all of this stuff in mind, this is what is waiting for us if we are tolerant. Because yeah. if we are, we are not, um, if we have, don't have zero tolerance, um, then the tenant could well go beyond what I call their point of no return, which is the point where they've realized, hey, I can't catch up now. They're headed for eviction um, and it all just goes downhill from here. So we, we all have to agree an eviction is one of the worst things that can happen. Um, to well, I think a property manager, um, it's, the, it's the last thing that a property manager wants to do, right? Is, is to evict someone out. Um, and, and I think that, um, that uh, property manager gets a bad name because um, that's all they really are known for is, is evicting people, uh, doing inspections, collecting rent and evicting tenants. And, and for me, that's, that's completely uh, untrue. Um, a property manager will do everything they possibly can in order to get that tenant back on track, uh, to get their rent paid on time, um, to avoid you know, evicting um, a family or you know, that has effect on, on, on the children or, or the owner or the property manager themselves. Because like you say, Darren, you know, it's, a, it's a huge investment in, in not only time, um, but certainly money as well. Um, so I think to, to, to break it down, like you've said, um, is, is a really good way to start for, for property managers and property management companies is actually break it down into chunks of, of time. How much time does it actually take for me to move or to evict a tenant out of that property? Um, is there a solution here to be able to fix so that I don't have to go through those steps, which is going to invest you know, more time for me. Um, it's going to create more stress. I'm going to be more overwhelmed, but also the cost and money that it's associated to not only the owner, but the company itself. Now, Billy, um, an owner, if they've got 
um, an eviction, they not only think they've got a bad tenant, but they also will want to blame the property manager as well. So it just gets all bad. And what I like to say as well, that when we have a, a tolerant attitude, then we are pro eviction because we're allowing the tenant to go past what I call that point of no return where they fool themselves into thinking, well, I'll catch up next week when they go, oh crap, I'm now too far behind. There's no way I can catch up. And we know now they're headed over the cliff of eviction. So a tolerant attitude is pro eviction. However, a zero tolerant attitude is really pro tenant because it keeps the tenant in a property and we have to do all we can to not have an eviction. And what I mean by that is that if that means that we upset the tenant, we offend the tenant, we put their nose out of joint, but at the end of the day, they're still in a home, their kids are still in a home, and we haven't had an eviction, everybody's a winner. Though the tenant might not like us, they're still in a better situation. Yeah, definitely. And, and it's definitely like you, like you said before, um, you know, the property management and the company will be the first to be blamed um, around any issues, uh, in particular when it comes to tenants not paying rent. Um, at the end of the day, the owners just want someone living in their investment property that is going to look after it and going to pay the rent on time. Yeah. Um, now, as, as the property manager, uh, it's your responsibility to ensure that you put someone into the property that meets those needs and those requirements. So if they don't, all of a sudden the owner starts to question, you know, the, the process that you've followed in order to put that tenant in there because, you know, suddenly it starts to snowball. And, and like you say, it just, you know, as, as one issue starts to accumulate, another one comes on. Um, and so it does become a snowball effect if, if, if you don't address it, you know, earlier on. Yeah. Let, let's just talk about, I want to address what an actual serial late rent offender really is. Let's just get in deep here because they are, they are the stars, the rock stars, you could say sarcastically um, on our late rent list. They're always there. They're every, you know, they're every month or mm -hmm. in America, in Australia, New Zealand, we work on weekly rents. So it's every week or every two weeks. They're regularly there. They take a lot of time um, to keep on top of now. Billy, you would have had a few. You would have had a few excuses over the years, Darren, with regards oh, look, to these we've, we've heard all the excuses and and the you know the the weird and wacky stuff that goes on. But <laughs> um, I think what we people need to realise is that what the rent, getting the rent paid, what the rent is actually in She's competition with. So yep. with a serial late rent offender, what we need to understand is that we are battling what I call the vices. And yep. the vices is um, my term I use for uh, an addiction that the tenant would likely have where they prioritize their rent money. You see, with serial late rent offenders, they don't have a money problem. They get paid as regularly as what we do, whether it's through a job or through some government benefit or something like that. They get paid as regularly as what we do. So they don't actually have a money problem and they don't have a memory problem. They didn't forget to pay. It's not like they woke up one day and go, wow, there's a thousand dollars in my account. I can't remember what that's for. They didn't wake up one day and forget that they've got to pay the rent. So we never really need to send them a reminder letter and those stupid things that we do. They don't need reminding. In fact, if we remind them, they probably think we're nuts because they don't have a memory problem. They didn't forget. They have a priority problem and they believe that paying the rent isn't priority but they have other priorities greater, which is 
alcohol or gambling or drugs or whatever. And in Australia and New Zealand, the Americans don't understand. We add cigarettes to that because cigarettes, particularly in Australia, are so heavily taxed. A packet of cigarettes is like 20, 30, 35 bucks or whatever. It's so, so extreme in cost. The person that has a serious smoking habit, it can really badly affect the rent as well. So with those vices involved, Billy, what I found is that the serial late rent offender, the person's always behind, the person that always has an excuse, the person that we're always chasing is invariably feeding their rent money into the vices. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, you know, uh, rent, rent um, I guess, um, becomes less of a priority for people, um, and which is you know, for, for us is, is we make sure we clearly identify that it is a priority. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and, and so therefore, it's a case of just making sure that you can identify that earlier on, um, you know, with, with these serious, serious, you know, late offenders. Um, but yeah, like you say, you can, you can sort of pick up on cues, um, you know, with, with gambling, with, with drugs, um, you know, criminal activity, um, um, even smoking, um, you know, if, if, if you're taking on a tendency where, you know, they do highlight that, that, that they are smokers, um, obviously you can't discriminate against that, but you can, you can instantly say that smoking is, is a pretty significant cost uh, to that family or to that dynamic that may have some sort of consequence at some stage in the future on rent not being paid. Um, so you, I guess as a project manager, you can start to get really smart around identifying late offenders um, and, and the reasons behind them, you know, not paying their rent or, or not treating rent as a priority. I, absolutely. And I, I think moving on with this. Hi, everyone. Michael from Teams by Design. We've just recently launched our after our phone service. What that means to you is we can now answer your phone calls from 5 p.m. Monday through Friday and all day, Saturday and Sunday. We can help you with inquiries such as property inquiry, leasing inquiry, maintenance support, and new business inquiries. So please make sure you head to teamsbydesign.com, leave your information, we'll arrange a Zoom, and catch up and show you how we can help you through this. It's important to understand the, um, that it takes little effort to jump on the problem early. So I, I use this analogy when I'm teaching this is that either we become very good at putting big boots on and stamping out a smoldering cigarette butt as an analogy, as opposed to fighting fires. And so I see, I use this analogy all the time, and this is where we're dealing with serial aid offenders. And let's just say um, as property managers, um, we are um, highway patrol officers and we're sitting on our, you know, our big Harley, um, you know, highway patrol bike and we're sitting on the side of the highway and these cars are just gone by us but then suddenly one throws a cigarette from the window and as a patrol officer we watch that cigarette hit the road but we're too busy we're talking on our cb radio we're doing this we're on our phone looking at facebook whatever but we actually see the cigarette hit the road roll to the side and it actually bumps up against some paper or some trash or something like that and starts to smolder but we're still busy on our bike and watching this and suddenly that little bit of smoke 
pops, you know, it got a bit of a flame then, then appears and the, the flame grows bigger. And now the actual flame is catching onto the, the bushes at the side of the road. And now, now before you know it, the, the, the flames have got jumped from the bushes to the trees and now to the house that's near the roadside. And now this is where the officer gets off their bike and now tries to put out a big fire when they should have got off their bike soon as that cigarette hits the road and put their boot down and stamp it out immediately. It takes far less effort to get on top of it really, really early than fighting a bushfire later on and all the damage and consequences that can bring. And with us, we've got to be willing to jump on people really, really quickly, really, really early, because it's that early situation. I say, if you go to war on the tenant, the serial late rent offender within that first seven days, you can stop the fire. But if you let it go beyond that, that's where we move into damage um, and possible um, the situation getting out of control. So this is what zero tolerance is all about, is having no tolerance whatsoever to allow a tenant to get behind at all. So let's just move on, Billy, out of establishing the mindset of why we've got to have a zero tolerant attitude because all the consequences are not, not worth it. Let's talk about process. Um, and you mentioned before, it all starts at tenant selection. Yeah, yeah. I think when you, when you break down rent arrears um, or, or serious late offenders um, in, in a nutshell, you, you've got to take it right back to the beginning. Uh, I think some companies or some property managers will, will work reactively around uh, tenants falling behind in rent. Um, and, and so what I've identified with our team is <clears throat> not let it get to the point where halfway through a tenancy, you didn't actually inform the tenant through, you know, the time you selected them through the tenant's induction through to when they actually started to fall behind in rent, what would occur if they did fall behind in rent. Um, and, and so we've identified that right from the start. So it, it's effectively right from when you show a tenant through a property, getting a feeling, getting an understanding on, of that tenant and feeling comfortable that they would, you know, be suited to that property, but also that they wouldn't put you in a position where it, it, it is going to take, or, or, or like we talked about earlier, it is going to take up a lot of your time and investment, um, you know, later on down the track. Now, once you get to that point where you, you're sitting in front of a tenant, um, for me, that's where your zero tolerance rent arrears process starts. Um, and it needs to start right from there. Uh, there needs to be a line drawn in the sand and, and you need to make it very clear with a tenant around what your expectations are of them um, with regards to rent payments and uh, any late rent payments and, and what are the consequences of that? Um, because effectively, if a tenant doesn't know what the consequences are, they're just going to take you for a ride and they'll continue to do it um, to the point where you get fed up and, and, and you get stressed and overwhelmed because they are just uh, you know using and abusing the system but effectively I guess if you if, if you look at it it's probably yourself to blame because you actually didn't sit down with the tenants and go through what the consequences would be if you have strict consequences and they understand that right from the get-go they wouldn't push the boundary uh, they wouldn't take you for a ride because they know that you're going to be on them in a flash um, and so, and so, our team are, are very quick to identify <clears throat> uh, when tenants fall behind, but they also action and back it up with 
what they've talked to the tenants about right from that tenant induction. And that, and that simply goes back to, um, you know, we, we get out the, our rent arrears process and we go through that rent arrears process with our tenant and we say, look, this is what's going to happen on day one. This is what's going to happen on day two. If you don't have it rectified by day three, then we're filing to tenancy tribunal on day four. Um, so, you know, it's, it's firm, but it's, it's fair. Um, and, and it makes it very clear. It sets, it sets clear expectations right from the get-go on, um, you know, that tenant and what to expect if they do fall behind in, the, in, in those situations. Um, and I think, you know, most tenants, <clears throat> I guess, appreciate that, that honesty in terms of what, what you're going to do and, and how it will happen. Um, because when, when a tenant falls behind a rent and you haven't had that, you haven't had that conversation, it almost comes as a surprise. So therefore, it's a negative. Um, and, and what we talked about earlier is building a rapport with your tenants. Um, <clears throat> you don't want to create a friction between or a fraction between you and the tenant because then it's very hard to mend and move forward in a positive fashion. So if you can just be, you can be firm, draw a line in the sand, but, but explain it in a way that is relatable um, to your tenant. Um, then, then it it makes it a lot easier um, moving forward. It, it, we, we talk about it in our office, um, building goodwill, um, and, and it's an owner thing, and that's for a separate conversation. But you you, you want to build goodwill with your, with your tenants, um, and and the goodwill that we outline to our tenants is, is just that rapport, that relationship that you've got with them. And if you can set that and build that relationship right from the start, then when something happens um, <clears throat> during that tenancy the tenants feel like they've let you down. And so they want to do everything they can to make it right. Um, So that's really important aspect is to get it right, right from the get go. Mm. Tenant induction is number one thing. Yeah, I I agree. Tenant induction, but even, you know, back we got to with tenant selection, we've got to be willing to keep a property vacant uh, until we get the right person along. It's all about the getting the best tenant, not the first tenant. So, you know, tenant selection is so important. You know, we cannot take risks um, because a, 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 you know, a, a bad tenant can only be a bad tenant. Doesn't matter what they say to you. Doesn't matter anything like that. Doesn't matter what they promise you. A bad tenant can only be who they are. An average tenant can only be who they are. And a good tenant can only be good. And that's subject to a change in their circumstances too. I thought I'd just add that. But what's important yeah. too with the induction, you just said clearly outlining what's the expectation, but also absolutely painting a clear picture of what the consequences look like should they choose to not pay the rent and what the what action will be taken against them being lodged on a national tenancy database or whatever action we can actually take but i think also it's it's um important to point out a couple of things here billy is that um is that some tenants will try us from that point um and test to see if what we've said, if we mean what we say. So as soon as that tenant becomes behind for the very, very first time, it's so important that we jump on it really, really quickly. Otherwise, we will lose credibility with them um, if we're not backing up what we said we're going to do. So oh, 100%. some of them yeah, test because that they are serial late rent offenders and they're going to try the situation, put their toe in the water, the other point I want to make to people out there is that it's good to know in New Zealand that you can start taking legal action at four days behind. For example, however, here in South Australia, we can't 
lodge uh, the termination of the breach process until the tenants actually a full 16 days behind before we can then ask for the two weeks behind and the two weeks ahead if we're doing you know two weekly payments uh, in, but, but in even western in, australia even they in, can start the process at one day behind so this is again yeah. if we're in a state where we can't actually start the legal process say for the first two weeks or the first seven days even more important is the zero tolerance rent control Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> and I think <clears throat> from the legal point of view, that should be, that should be the absolute last result. Um, that should be the last thing that you do. So it's, it's what leads up to you taking that legal action that, that makes it, you know, I, I guess a priority. Um, like for us, we, we, day four, yes, it, it's, it's a lot sooner than, than what a lot of people here in New Zealand um, take action in terms of tennis tribunal. Like we, we, fight, we, we, get, we issue a breach there on day two. So our rent arrears policy is zero tolerance, right? So if you've got a zero tolerance rent arrears process, then it should be zero tolerance at day one. Um, not leaving it until day seven or day 14 to then actually start to work away on things. Um, to me and to our team, it just seems too long. Um, and so what we want to be able to do is um, issue, and, and I'm happy to share you know, our process because I think that would probably help people listening. Um, you know, on day one, it's, 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 you know, ascertaining why the tenants are falling behind rent. It's, it's not a negative. It's just a phone call. It's a, it's a text. So we have automated text messages go out just saying, hey, look, we can just see that you're falling behind in rent. I'm just not sure if there was an issue with your bank or your payment or, you know, can you just get in touch with your property manager as soon as possible so that we can just discuss this and get it sorted. Property manager jumps on that straight away as well. Um, so we've got an SMS automated and we've got property manager calling on day one. So, so it's been... day one and SMS goes. Yep, day yep. one. And then, and then if there's no response or what, what happens on day one as well? So, so day one, uh, uh, our property managers are calling them on day one um, to try and get them to give the property manager a reason why they have missed rent. Now, you know, some things are out of some people's control. Um, you know, someone's pay didn't go through on that day and, and, and obviously automatic payments were missed. Um, so once we can ask, you know, ascertain why the rent was missed, then we can work out a plan on how we rectify it. Now, if it comes to day two and we still haven't had a response from the tenant, automatic tech message go out again, um, but it's a little bit more in depth this time. It, it's, it's not so much, you know, hey, you know, we're following up, it's, you know, you're behind in rent two days, we haven't heard from you. Uh, we need to hear from you in order to get this rectified. Um, a 14-day breach letter is sent and the property manager is calling again. Uh, so there's three three points of action, um, you know, SMS, a phone call from the property manager, and a and a 14 day breach letter is emailed and, and posted. So this is all uh, within the, the first tenant. four days, isn't it? This is day two. Day two. Uh, so this is day two. Um, day three. Um, so SMS automatic response again goes out saying that we still haven't heard from you, still haven't got a plan, we don't know what's going on. Um, you need to contact us ASAP because it's starting to get serious. Um, property manager calls and then it's also property manager responsibility to go to the property knock on the door and try and sit down with the tenant to get it sorted if if they don't get a response from the tenant being home a um, tenant summary of their rent and a letter um, is put into the little box or put into the door jam and and highlighted that they must contact us asap wow that, that's <clears> awesome i think Everyone, again, you might be thinking, well, I haven't got time for that. But here's the deal. If you don't give your time proactively, 
um, really early in the piece, your time is going to be taken with you reactively putting out fires. So you guys have really taken on this putting on big boots and stamping out cigarette butts very seriously and putting the energy into that instead of and, and, and killing the issue before it e even has a chance to escalate. Well, the, the, I guess if you, if you had a conversation with every property manager out there, Australia and New Zealand, and you said to them, what is, because uh, there's many pain points, right, in property management, there's, there's so many things that can go wrong. But one of the biggest pain points that property managers have is dealing with tenants who fall behind in rent on a consistent basis. So if you don't prioritise that, and if you don't put a process or a plan in place to be able to rectify that, you as a property manager and a property management company are always going to be going through the cycle of no return. Uh, you're not going to be able to deliver results. You're not going to be able to have property managers less stressed. Um, so it, there's a massive cycle around it, how I see it. If you, if you can control it, um, then it has a really positive flow on effect for everything else. Um, property managers feel good when they're on top of things, when they're in control of things. Um, and, and so therefore, if you've got a property manager who is actioning um, their interest process a lot sooner than, than some, uh, they're going to feel in control. They're going to feel good about that. They've got a result. They've had conversation with the tenant. They've got a payment plan in place to be able to rectify that, which means that the property manager can then shift their focus to something else that is more important than dealing with this and investing more time. You know, we talked about the eviction process, starting that process. Um, their time is far better suited to doing other positive things. Um, so, so we identified this as, you know, it is a pain point. How do we do, how do we deal with it? How do we put out that fire? Like you said, Darren, a lot sooner than it becoming, you know, huge. Putting the fire um, so, out before it even starts. Exactly. So for us, it was taking, it was taking action early. It was going hard early um, and, and trying to get um, tenants on board with us to be able to get, to get a result or, to, or to, get, to get something that is better suited for the tenant, for the owner and, and for our property manager as well. Mm. So going early, going in early, going in hard um, is the key. Yeah. It really is. It's that, I think, you know, going to, you know, war on the tenant within the first seven days. But as you guys have even said that, you know, it's, it's that one, two and three days where you're all over it and all the energy goes. So it's not even allowed to go beyond that, which is, which is um, which is really good. So uh, I, that again, I, this is why you guys have such small amount of tenants behind, and and so you would hardly ever even probably even get the tribunal for rental reasons or late rent reasons. Yeah, very very minimal. Um, and I, I guess for us here, I'm, I'm not sure in Australia, but through, through our legal system, um, you know, if we if we did have a tenant behind in rent. Um, because we've built that report right, so we go right back from the tenant's induction and the viewing process. We've built that relationship during the tenancy for whatever reason they've fallen behind. So we've we've, we've collated the property manager has built a, a relationship with that tenant so that the tenant feels like they can't let the property manager down. Now that's really really important um, because I think sometimes we can forget and we can put the the tenant to one side and we and we shift all that focus to the owner. Uh, and we, and we, we, we invest all that time and energy into the owner. However, it's just important that you invest time and energy into the tenants as well because they're the ones that when times are tough uh, and you're in a situation where they fall behind in rent, you really want them to be able to come to the party and get it sorted. Um, and so what we find is that because of that relationship and that, and that, and that time that we invest with our tenants uh, and building that relationship, 
we, we find that when a tenant falls behind in rent, we simply, all we have to do is just file for a fast track mediation. And a fast track mediation here in New Zealand is, and, and I'm not sure, you, you tell me, Darren, if you, if you have something similar over in Australia, but it's effectively you've already established a payment plan with the tenant. You've had a conversation with the tenant. Hey, look, you know, Mr. Smith, you, you've fallen behind a week behind a rent. Um, you know, what can you pay that all, all off in one lump sum next week? If not, you know, can you pay half of it or, you know, $150 over the next four weeks? Um, and, and, and if you have that agreement with the tenant, because you've built that relationship and the tenant agrees, yep, I'm willing to do that for you. I want to get it sorted as yep. quickly as possible. You fast track the mediation. You get a mediator coming in who pretty much all they're wanting to do is verify the agreement that you've had. And so you've then got a mediated order, a legal order put in place to show the owner that yes, the tenants have fallen behind in rent, but I've got an order here that stipulates that they are going to pay this on top of their normal weekly rent, another hundred dollars every week for the next four weeks to clear it. Mm. And then we'll be back on track after that. Yeah. Um, so if you did, if I go back to, to, to the start, if you didn't have that relationship with the tenant, if you didn't build that rapport, and if, you didn't, if you're not clear with the, um, your expectations from the induction process, when you try and create a mediated order, you're going to have a dispute. You're not going to have a tenant pick up the phone because they're trying to hide from you. They're trying to um, steer clear of you. Um, you. You just can't get that mediated order. Um, and so therefore, it's a longer drawn out process to, to get a mediation put in place, which potentially goes to tenancy tribunal. Um, so it, it, there's a lot more time invested in trying to get the result for, for yourself and for the owner and for the tenant, um, where it could have been minimized, you know, right back at the start there. Um, so a huge emphasis for us and our team is, is you know, making sure um, we we invest the time and and being relatable to the tenant, um, being firm. You have to be, uh, you know, property managers. You have to be firm. You have to be firm. You have to be fair. You have to outline expectations right from the start. Um, otherwise, um, you know, tenants will walk all, all over. And I, and I think um, here in New Zealand, um, obviously, there's been a lot of legislation change um, and. Um, you know, there's huge uh, advocacy groups, uh, which is great. Um, you know, tenants have a voice, um, but effectively that creates a little bit more pressure as well because you have tenants who are disputing, um, you know, their rights and, and their obligations, um, which, you know, creates more investment. Um, so if, if, there, if, if you can really establish a rapport right from the start, you avoid all of that. You avoid disputes um, because your tenants want to do everything they can not to disappoint you. Um, and, and so if you build that goodwill um, or brownie points uh, for whatever reason, um, then, then you're going to have, you know, you're setting yourself up for a really positive tenancy throughout. Mm. Uh, and it makes it so much easier uh, for you as a property manager and a property management company um, to be able to not have to worry about those tenants because you know that they're just going to be fine. No, that's good. I think let's let's wrap this discussion up, this podcast up. And Billy, I think you've done very well. Very well. I know you've been struggling with a, a fluey type thing. We know it's not COVID, uh, yeah. but you've been yeah. you, you really you struggled there a bit, but you've done really well. Some really good information. But Billy, people want to reach out to you and get in contact. Um, what's the best way to get in contact with you by email? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and like I say, um, you know, very open to to have a chat with people. Um, uh, I guess. 
you know, we're, we're all in it together as property managers, no matter if we're here in Australia or New Zealand. Um, and uh, I guess we are, um, someone called, called me the other day, you're a special breed, um, you property managers. And, and, and I guess we are, but, but I think it's important that, you know, with, with the pain points, the difficulties that we all experience is that we, you know, come together as a group and, and, and share ideas and, and, you know, help each other out because, um, you know, it can be quite brutal out there sometimes. Yeah, yeah, um, it certainly is a stressful, stressful industry sometimes. So, um, you know, happy to help and, and have a chat to people, um, you know, who just want a little bit of advice or, you know, want, want to pick, pick my brain. Um, I'm always available. Cool. And uh, Billy's email address is Billy, V-I-L-L-I at watsonrealestate.co.nz. So, uh, .co.nz. Um, thank you, Billy. Really good discussion. Um, some yeah, you really can, good stuff there. You guys certainly have some of the best, um, uh, lowest uh, late rent figures I've seen. Really good um, and really appreciate your expertise, Billy. So, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Darren.